This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Okay, we, uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, I'm not sure if people are in Israel, so good afternoon. Uh, the, uh, really, you just should to everyone to uh, want to come out this, uh, come out, come in uh, this morning. Um, and uh, and also in general, the uh, the ch- the chat, the uh, the group that was started, you uh, to uh, to Rav Ruvain Terrigan for what he created here. It's tremendous. I mean, it's only been going for a few weeks, maybe a month, and just the amount of uh, sharing of ideas of of very good material, questions with each other. I, I'm extremely impressed. I don't even have WhatsApp myself. I, I use my wife, my wife's, but uh, she's constantly sending me uh, various. Uh, things that are going on and, you know, things that I've, I've personally used already. It's only been a few weeks of the chat. I personally used many of the, uh, of the, much of the material that has been given. And really, you just should and I'm sure everyone feels exactly the same way. And really, a tremendous what Rabbi Terrigan has done. Um, and, uh, and really, thank you for, uh, from all of us. We want to thank Rabbi Shiva for giving us his time um, on, a, on, a, on a personal level, the, I, I reached out many, many uh, times uh, to the Roshiva over the, mass, la, ma, uh, the last number of years. And um, I personally have gained tremendously from the hundreds of shiurim, questions and answers, and chinuch, and everything that he's, the Roshiva has online. And on a personal, I, I asked him numerous, many shilas, and he, the Roshiva should know that he has uh, not just one Talmud, he has hundreds of Talmudim in South Florida, the entire South Florida community really has uh, wants to thank Rashiva for all the guidance because it's the the policies that he's helped me uh, create um, has uh, you know and the guidance with various Talmudim has really uh, impacted not just myself personally but really hundreds of Talmudim. So I, I want to thank Rashiva personally and from a group level for his time. Thank you very much. Okay. Um, yes, before I've I've witnessed a few times over the years. And the tremendous work that Rabbi Fall has done in Florida, I've seen his Talmudim and the uh, and and uh, how he's able to um, create such fine Torah from Talmudim. It's very heartwarming, and it's uh, it, I mean, Silver Spring in my world is considered out of town, but I I know and I'm aware of what the people really on the front lines are doing. And uh, I'm in tremendous awe and inspired by the type of work and the type of results that people get in every in every place that they reach out and are able to be mechanic and so on. I, I wasn't exactly sure the format. I assumed I'd speak a little bit and then there would be some some conversation. Uh, I assume that'll be the so. I'll, I'll try to share a point that I think is a, is a worthy point of pondering as we go into the new year, and then. I guess we can spend some time discussing and I could possibly learn from everybody. Baruch Hashem. Um, I want to actually focus on the word chinuch, um, which, what does the word chinuch mean? Uh, I'm always amused at the following type of, of statement. Can't you teach the boys that smoking is not good, this is not good, this is right? Can't you teach as if what they're missing is information. The poor boy thought that smoking is the best thing you can do for yourself, and you just have to teach him. And and I, I'm always amazed by that type of statement. Um, you know, but, but so the word chinuch 
in the sense of teaching as in giving over information? Is that the Uchinuch? Is it mean inspire? Um, not really the usage of it. Does it mean to train? Um, in the modern Hebrew, Chanich is sort of a trainee of sorts. And so basically what it means is by having somebody go through the motions, you give him the experience and the hands-on thing that's necessary. All of the above don't really seem to convey what Chinuch is. So what is Chinuch? Um, is it inspiring somebody, motivating someone to do what's good? Let's let's try to get a bit of a handle on the term Chinuch, and maybe it'll be helpful. So Rashi in two or three places in Chomish defines the word Chinuch, and I would like to pick two of them um, that are more two central. There's one that sort of brings it derech agav. So I, I want to one is in Parshas Tetzave. It says by taking the Kohanim, umidlesa es yodam. The word midlesa es yodam is sort of a metaphor. Obviously, it doesn't mean you're not putting anything into the hands. So Rashi says kol mil yodayim loshen chinuch. It's a loshen chinuch, um, and he says kishu nichnas ledover lios muchzik b'mosim v'halah. When someone enters into a domain of sorts, and it becomes, he becomes muxik in it. That becomes a sort of a permanent um, office. When you appoint somebody in some sort of job or responsibilities, is a better way of saying it. Shekar and Henshit, you, you give him a uh, glove. I guess this was the custom of France. And now this becomes a permanent appointment. So the sense of Chinuch in this case over here means an investiture, a sort of putting somebody into an office in a way that's a permanent office. That's what the word means. It seems to be not really all that apropos to what we're talking about. Um, Rashi, last week's parsha, this past week's parsha, better said, says, It says, It says, so Rashi says, He hasn't lived there yet, but the word Chanochah doesn't mean to live. So Rashi says, Chinuch means beginning. He hasn't begun um, living there. So, yes, it's, we would say things, well, he hasn't even begun living there, but why would you choose the word Chanochah in that sense, and chinuch implies something unique. I mean, it, it's true. This poor person has lived, lived in his house. You want him to live a little bit, but so you would probably say v'loy darboy vish v'oidloy darboy. Loy seems to imply there was something very definitive about the act or whatever it is, the ceremony, the act. So, so I'd like to try to maybe. Sketch out 
a definition of chinuch that would um, be apropos. Imagine that a person, um, it, when we think of various activities that we would like a child or an adult to do, so we tend to focus on why should I do it? So let's say I take somebody who's not from and I give him a little vanessic and I say shake the little vanessic. So our, our, a very, very kind of simple superficial sense would be if I convince him that shaking a little vanessic is a good thing, he will shake a little vanessic and that's what it's all about. But that's not really, um, the way it works. I mean, it could work like that. Obviously it does work sometimes, but really, People have a sense of a world that they belong to. Um, we have a sense of the world that we're in, the, the activities that are normal, usual, right, etc. And we're part of that world, and that's those are things we do and or don't do as, as, a, as appropriate. That's what really is the um, dictates usually what we'll do or what we won't do. We may neglect and not do something we ought to do, and it will register to us as a delinquency. We may do something we should not do. We may not do something that, that we ought to do, but that's where it comes to us. If I don't, if, if I don't uh, clean up after myself, if I grew up in a world where that's normal and I live in a world where it's normal, so I'll, I'll see that. I'll, I'll say to myself, it's a, uh, you know, it's a, I, I've left a mess. Um, imagine coming into a restaurant and somebody starting to clean up his stuff that he did. We'll say to him, what's that? That's what the, that's what the, the waiter does. That's what that guy does in a place where it'd be normal to do it. We, we would do it because, because we do it. So really we have a sort of a universe in the, in the universe, in the logic, in the sense of, in, in the logic sense of the word universe is sort of a, a complete world of values, um, activities, and, 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 and customs. And that's our world. And everything else is set by that world. And, and that's how we act. When we need to transition into a different world or a different role, it's, it's difficult. So, for instance, transitioning from a child to becoming a parent or a spouse, it's a transition. I'm in the world where I get things from my parents. I'm told what to do. I sometimes do, sometimes don't, but that's the world. Now I'm in a very different relationship. I'm married. It's, it's sort of a, a partnership, and we need to think about what the other person needs done and cooperation and so on. Very different world. That's why it's a struggle. I then become a parent and, and so on. Those are all entering a different world or a different role is a challenge in its own right. So chinuch is, is used in that sense, like Rashi says, entering into a new role. I'm now an appointee. I'm now in charge. I now give orders. I now have responsibilities. That's chinuch because I'm moving from being Israel to a Kohen. 
the same thing, the word tchila, living in the house and using it, it's a whole new role. The, the, the house has not become mine, really. It's technically mine, but until I don't enter it for the first time, I'm not really part of it. And I'm not, and, and it's not just my Metzias. And therefore, it's the terror was so makpid that a person do that. It's not just living. What's it? I'll ask myself, um, and if I lived there already a day, so that's already good. I, so what does that mean? I built a house for a million dollars and I'm living there for a day. So what? The answer is, it's a, it, I've transitioned. The house is now part of my environment. I'm part of it. Fine. I've, 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 I've uh, sort of pardoned upon, I've crossed the threshold. And therefore, it's, then it's a question of how long, and the war takes precedence over that. So the word chinuch really is um, a change of role, um, a change of, 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 of environment, a change of a metzias. We used to, Always, Arab is to tell us there's a, a lotion that Maram uses many times. Makshim ha'olam, the world asks. So my Rebbe would say, he was old European Rebbe, he would say, go down into the marketplace and see if anyone asked the Maram's kasha. And uh, so what does it mean, makshim ha'olam? So he would reply, there are different worlds. There's the world of the marketplace, there's the world of the yeshiva. In yeshiva, everyone's asking this question. It's a different world. Our, our challenge, so for boys and girl, uh, girls who grow up in a very, very, in, in an environment that's not at all in conflict with what we're teaching, so that it's got its own challenges, it's got plenty of its challenges, but it's a different challenge. But for many of our students, boys and girls, um, the challenge is they live in a different world. The world that they live in is not at all this world. It's one of the reasons why um, when I when I was growing up, when I graduated high school, I was the only one in my class who went to Israel. In, in my class, I, I went to RJJ, the, the old RJJ, um, where the kids ranged from, I guess, there was Sidish Rabbis children to Mahale Shabbos and, and less in the class. Um, almost nobody went to Israel, and very few went to Yeshivas. But the point was, it was a new world opened up for me. It wasn't, and 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 now that we have, the, when, we're, when we're fortunate and able to get our boys to go to Israel for a year or two, or girls use the word boys. I mean, primarily it's a boys' school. Um, we we change. It's not how well they teach. It's not how well. It's not what they say. If they do, they teach well. They teach well, but they're in a different world than a world where people talk about. Shaiging and how and 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 learning and so on and so forth, they 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 enter into a different world. It's one of the reasons why um, creating in what we have in the states, creating events. For instance, if if a school goes away for two three days to retreat, 
And you're able to create an environment, a bubble of toiv, kedusha, whatever it is. It's, it's an amazing experience because they've gone into a world that's tov. Again, going back to my own memories, um, the, the, the world I grew up in was struggled a lot in the school system. And like I said, in my school, the question was how many kids would remain as from as they were when they came in, not how many would become stronger. That was the, that was the norm. I went, they had summer camps, you know, different, they had different summer camps. I remember going to summer camp. We'd go for eight weeks and we were in an environment that was Kula Kodesh in a sense, no newspapers, no Kodesh music. It was, it was, everything was, everyone benched together, everyone down together. They didn't do terrible mental learning. If I, if I remember correctly, it was an hour plus or something a day. This was a quite a right wing camp. But the, the, the being in an environment that that reinforced the values that we're preaching, it was real. Yes, um, you, you know, looking only at what you're supposed to look, and talking only what you're supposed to say, and this and that was normal. That was the world. You 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 were. I remember um, an experience I had. In Asia Torah, somebody fell in, literally. This person was an ex, a, a young man, must have been in his early 20s, 22, 21, two, very refined, had an upper-class background, um, a wealthy family, went to some best private schools, zero shaykhs with Yiddishkeit. I mean, yeah, I think they, they belonged to some sort of traditional, I don't know exactly what, but he was kind of alien. I don't, know how, I don't even know how he fell in. And like a day after, he came to me for a Shabbos, and we walked, I lived now in Zabira, we walked up Geula to, I walked up uh, Yecheskel to Davin in Bayan. I thought Bayan was a very nice davening. And, you know, the streets were totally quiet and kids were playing in the streets and he was like, Alice in Wonderland, you never see anything like it. At night after the meal, we went for a walk again and then a car drove by in the back and he says, wow, it feels like they're desecrating something holy. And the idea that, in other words, it, 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 had I spoken to Shmir Shabbos when he was living in the Upper East Side, it means nothing. It, it, it's, it's contrary to the world. It's, 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 it's an aberration. It's not, not normal. Here, he entered into a world where this was normal, and then he perceived the breach as being, you know, something that they're desecrating something. So finding ways that they understand, even when you tell stories. So we t- we try to tell stories of great people who did tremendous things, but that usually that usually comes as um, that type of story registers either as a hero worship. I think I could reach that, or an unusual act by an unusual person. It shows just how great the Vilna Gaon was, how great the Balshemtiv was, or whoever. But when you talk about a life of people who live a certain way, we try to create an environment of a world and, and so that at least in, in imagination, a child can feel part of a certain world. It's very helpful. It's so chinuch really, so even when I'm, te- when I'm teaching a child to put on tzitzis or having them do daven nicely or what, whatever it is, what I'm really trying to do is thread the needle. I'm trying to bring the child into an environment that 
this is Kaddish. You know, Bez Hashem, he'll stick to it. But at least the first thing is he sees it as part of that. I once spoke, there was an Israeli Balchuva who moved into Malot Afna, had been from Haifa. He was a, he was a big scientist. He worked on missile systems. And he'd been from quite a few years in Haifa. In those days, Haifa was not, they didn't have any of the from areas they have today. But he was very stark and he moved in. And like he, he told me, it's, it's just so different because everything here feels natural. I was like a loner over there. I was doing things that I thought was right, but it, it was not the norm. So, Chinuch, first and foremost, and, and finding opportunities where we're able to draw, um, the children into an environment, into a world that is, that, that is the world of values that we want to impress on them is what Chinuch is about. If we're fortunate, so Hashem is tremendous because just it lends itself in so many ways to it. Going away for retreats, but even the classroom environment, what's what what a, what a child needs to feel is that there's a bubble of where this is emis, this is toiv, this this is right, this is this is this is a world like that, and and the Bez Hashem, if they find a world like that, they at least. At least, if it's 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 so much easier. So so if, so then, if he's inclined to it, he's not. It's not for him spending a life as a weird person, as a hermit, as a strange person doing what's right. That doesn't. Most people are not wired that way. But it means there's a world. There's a Makshin Ha'olam. There's a world of Torah. There's a world of Kedusha. There's a world of mitzvahs, and and Chinuch helped bridge that gap and bring the child into that world. That's that's a, a, a thought that I had a you know, I just wanted to share. And um there's uh, anything we, we want to talk about that we could talk about it. Um the uh the, the the group that we have, Baruch Hashem, it has, it's amazing that there's something like two hundred fifty Mechanchim from literally all over the world, from almost a hundred different uh uh yeshivas, schools, girls, boys, it's unbelievable. So we we uh the questions were sent in. Um, so I, I actually emailed Rashiva the questions, but if Rashiva would rather me, I didn't. I, I didn't see. I didn't see them. I, I was. Uh, I just okay, got so, back. I, yeah. Okay. So I'll. Uh, I guess just on behalf of everyone, it's not me. I'm just on behalf of everyone, just asking the questions that we uh, that we came up with. Um, so the, the question number one was: It's a long question. Should the messaging in high school yeshiva be meaning high school and in post high school be becoming a big tamachacham? or become as great an Ovid Hashem as you can be. If we focus on the former, we, we risk alienating some of the students. If we focus on the second, we risk lowering the bar for some of the students. The general gist of Chazal and, and Yeshivos seems to be the former, but the latter seems to be safe, a safer approach, at least for many, if not most, students in today's world. Can Yeshiva please shed light navigating this issue? So... You're touching about something. Let's first, I guess, take a step back. The different valid drachim in Klal Yisrael are not about what mitzvahs, what not mitzvahs. The shachar should be common for everyone. Everyone should should be common doing doing what it says and not doing what it doesn't say. The, the question is how to arrange the pieces. And the difference will be, what do I stress? 
what do I do behidur, and what do I do with being yotze, and and where do I put most of the umf of my focus? That's really the difference between Hasidus of all different types of Hasidus and the different types of yeshivas and the different types of this or that. So, for instance, you, as long as you have all the pieces and you didn't leave any out and they're arranged in a way that forms a whole, you can have the center on Talmud Torah, you can have the center on Tefillah, you can have the center on Eretz Yisrael, Provided you have all the pieces in place and so on. So, so, so that difference itself, A, is really a difference in Avoda. A Yeshiva will focus very strongly on being an Oivet Hashem. And even the learning has a flavor of sort of, you know, it's an Avoda because you have to force yourself to sit down and learn Geschmack and, and, and so on. It's, it's, that's the big package in, in the Litzvah Yeshivas. The, the stress has been on, on Talmud Torah with the, um, because the feeling was it is a, the hardest thing to do for a young man to sit himself down, park himself down next to a shtender for a few hours. Um, it's not easy. They, they would rather schlep rocks at some point and then to sit. Um, anyone who's had experience uh, knows that. The the uh, they or they'll, they'll always want to look for mitzvahs anything but to sit in one place sitting in one place it's a very ruchnis activity, it, um, and everything else is sort of you 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 daven so you have right for for this and that you know it, everything is arranged around it and so on that's that sort of is a piece of this which I guess would be totally in um would be totally in the um. In, in, in the type of flavor of the ideology of the particular school. However, um, there are things in, a, in, a, in, a, in a, to be aware of. For instance, a yeshiva that is focusing on the learning without the bigger picture of, of Avodah Hashem runs the risk where it, it, it just the ego takes over. I said a bigger shot, better shot than you. You're big on Ma'aretz. You're nothing. You're nobody. You know, if, if it's, if there's zero Musa input, then that's, that's where it could go to and it becomes a, a big problem. And it, it, you know, there, there have been times and places where it was a problem. On the other hand, um, in places where the learning is not emphasized enough, it, it, it's easier to smear time doing mitzvahs and maizim toivim then it, it is a reason why the activity of sitting and learning is the hardest and the one that does a tendency to the most ruchnistic activity per se and putting a lot of focus on it. What I would suggest, and especially the type of schools we're in, I, I would suggest it's sort of a person, if we ask ourselves, my job is to develop myself. So just like, for instance, if a person is looking what edu- what what education I get in terms of what am I going to work at? We look at the person and say, "Well, you're probably most suited for X, so you need to focus on X. You're going to need a bit of Y for it, um, and so on. This is less important than that. It should be seen all as developing the Talmud But for most boys, since the mind is the most important part, most important part of ourselves. So developing the mind is something that should should take a strong priority. 
And especially since realistically in school, no matter how many things we stress, there'll be one or two things that students will pick up and everything else will be a bit neglected. So, so it's, learning, studying, understanding tends to be the most difficult activity and the most ruchnistic activity. And therefore, on a practical level, it takes a bit more, it's, it's rightful to stress it more than other things. That's my experience. And I think that's the sort of the, the attitude of the yeshivas that I'm part of. And as, add to that question, the, uh, should the, the Talmud Torah aspect of it, though, should it be godless Torah being Adam Gadol, knowing called Terakula, which is not shy for most people, but it does set the bar very high? Or no, you should, everyone should be in Ovidish on their level. You should learn on your level. Meaning, how do you set the bar high and not smother both most Talmudim? So I, I think there's a very important piece that has become lost. It's subtle, and it's unfortunately, when we speak about an Adam Gadol, what flashes in our minds is a picture of Chaim Kanievsky putting a dollar into the Kupa Seir Tzedakah box, as advertised in Yated, as advertised Mishpacha, as advertised Modia. That for us is sort of the picture of Godless. So when we say a kid, you want to be a Gadol, that's the picture you get. It's it's um, it's a very very bad picture. Let me tell you a personal experience I had that really was very it it, it made a translation of me. I must have been seventeen at the time. I was ready to start learning the mirror. and I I was I had cousins who lived in Tel Aviv. Rav Lapin, Lapin, he was a Slavotka Talmud. He was a Rebbe in, in in a school. There was eighth grade Rebbe. I forgot the name of the school. And he was retired. And when I came, this older person, he was sitting and learning, very chasha person. I used to go there once in a while, once a few months for Shabbos. I took a walk. I like walking. I walked along Shterot Chen. In those days, this was 1970, 1970. In those days, Tel Aviv was not a from city. I would say it was traditional. You know, it, it was Balbatish traditional. Um, and I was walking down and I sat down on a bench for a few minutes and an older Tel Aviv couple walks by obviously from traditional Balbatish, not they didn't look yeshivish and by the further stretch and you know, they asked me who I am where I'm from I told them I'm from America I'm learning in me yeshiva and so on and they said we have a son we have one son, he said, and he's also learning in yeshiva, and Baruch Hashem is a real Talmud Chacham. And whatever. And then something, I was thinking, and something struck me. In America, people like that would never be proud of their son learning in yeshiva, but if they would, they would say he's the best Baruch in Lakewood. That would be the type of thing, or in brisk. To say that he's a Talmud Chacham, and be proud of him being Eitamit Chacham, it just, like, I said to myself, that's Eretz Yisrael. People in Eretz Yisrael, there's, there's, there, you know, there's, there's a, a, a different Tavir Ara. People have to begin, an Adam Godol is not a famous person. It's not someone that's, there's a godless in a person. There are big people, and there's small people. And it's a personal quality. Being a big person means you brought out knowing, understanding. It's not how much, it's the fact is that you're a person who, who knows, understands, thinks, learns, 
acts as as becomes a person like that, that's godless. And and every person can reach godless. It's it's not a beauty contest of who's the greatest god of all. That's that's silly. That's stupid. It's there are big people and there are small people. Reb Chaim Shalevitz once said, <laughs> he didn't say publicly, but he told us like he said, you know, there's some people that belong on the Ma'etzas Ketania Taira. There's a certain, it's a smallness. Like it, it wasn't a person. He wasn't talking about how much he knows. It just it, it, it's, it's, it, the person is small. He's, he's just not big. And, and I think that that's something to inspire kids. I think it's subtle, but, but when you're trying to become the godl, it's, it's a, you know, it, it, it's, it's a zero sum total. So there's one godl adar and, and, and that's it. And everybody else is, is what? So they're, they're worthless. It's not true. Every person has shivas. I always tell people when I came to the mirror, in 1970, so there was the Rosh Hashivas, were Dola Olam and incredible people, but there were so many Hashiva people sitting on the benches and people that weren't known at the time. But you, you, you saw the person learn. You spoke to the person. You, you thought appreciating godless and understanding every person can be a godl and meaning realizing their own potential and their own particular way of understanding. I think that's the message. It takes a little more subtlety to bring it home. It takes a little more stressing that point, but but it's sustainable because it's emis. Okay. the The uh, next question is a similar question, but for the for for girls, uh, a similar question to the above regarding girls. Some girls find their connection to Yiddishkeit in Torah learning. Other others find their connection in less intellectual ways. How and where should the bar be set? And in general, how can we give our girls in high school the bren and excitement for Yiddishkeit? So um, I think you're touching on a very important point. It's, I mean, I'm fortunate, even though technically the school that I'm part of has four divisions, one of them is the girls' school. The Menahel and Menahelas of the girls' school are extremely capable people. Um, I'm not, it's not an advertisement. It's it's just a mitzvah. And I Baruch Hashem, other than wishing them a good year, I don't have all that much real. I mean, I don't want to exaggerate. I mean, occasionally they talk about problems, but they're really capable and they understand how to do it. It's, you need to find the right key. And, and that's why, um, finding the type of approach that will bring out that excitement in most girls is critical. It doesn't have to be the same. It's loved after the same. I always say, it's just like, let's take a look in activities. Okay, so it's politically incorrect to say in America that there's anything different between boys and girls. But there's a reason why boys enjoy sports where you kill each other. We used to have boys, we used to have girls dorming by us and then boys. Now we, And I, I used to say, boys are very easy. On an off day, you give them sticks until somebody is, is, is bleeding. And then that's, that's the activity they need. They, they, you know, they, there's no, it, girls have feelings. They, 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 they actually, it's, it's different. It's a, it is different. And you need to find the right Nakuda. And, and that's why being able to find, and, and, and I, and I say it, I, I don't, Berkshire and the school West does a great job and has to do a lot with, um, that understanding of, of, of what it is, um, the type of, um, teaching, the type of activities. It's the same thing in a boys school. It's one of the problems for many boys, rough and tough Gemara does it. 
there are quite a few boys that doing missile activities actually produces better results. And you, we need to be able to, to, to differentiate and understand what activities will, will bring it out. So I, I don't know. It, it, you need to think, you need to sit back and to think what are the type of things that have a consistent way of building and bringing out the best. Okay. The uh, number three is, what are the three most important hashkafos messages that should be given over to students slash teens today? In addition, does the Rosh Hashiva think that we as educators are missing something important? If yes, what is it? If the Rosh Hashiva can please answer both for high school and for post-high school. <laughs> Anything else? <laughs> I mean... I, I'm just here to I'm just here to give the questions that the Chavra has uh, asked. Don't, don't send so it. I'm, I'm again. I, I'm coming from my particular world. I, Baruch Hashem, the people here from so many different worlds. I, it it would be presumptuous to speak for other people. If I can rack my brains and share my experience, and that other if other people can share their experience, I think the values of I, I think the values that I would feel most important to express is that every person's panemius is at Salam And if we develop it, we we have found ourselves and in a way where we know that this is it and it and it, and, it, and it, it produces that tranquility. It's not we're doing Hashem a favor. It's not the idea that we're just, we're not realizing ourselves, but we're just here to kind of serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I think that, that that's a, a very, very truncated version of what the emesis is. And the emesis is that our premius resonates with that. So just like when I tell a person, if you develop good character, you'll be happy because that's who you really are. So understanding that whatever values the Torah is trying to do is who you really are. I think that's one important value that we should, that, and therefore it makes it so much, uh, you know, when when down deep, the person you're trying to be much beyond knows that you're right. So even if you're struggling with it and it's difficult, it's much easier than when you're asking them to do something that's not at all them. Two, the idea of Yigia Kapecha Kisochal Asher HaBetovlach that having worked hard and accomplished is the greatest satisfaction in the world. To me, that's the biggest problem in outdoor is that a child has no concept of earning and, and enjoying what you earned. It used to be that, you know, to get a bicycle, you have to work all summer and save up money. Today, it's just a question, which car should I use? You don't have that sense of, of, of accomplishment. The idea that in, in working hard and studying and learning, when people talk about the artificial intelligence and so on, to me, the biggest problem is you learn how to cheat, which means you're cheating yourself. You, 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 the, the ability to learn how to express yourself and articulate your feelings is the most profoundly satisfying um, activity a person does. When a person writes, is able to express themselves. It takes practice. It, and some people are better at it, some people are less. But when you learn how to have the uh, artificial intelligence, write a report about how I feel this morning, and you cheat yourself terribly, 
and and you you lose out the satisfaction of having earned your way is incredible and and to me when when you have a talmud who who who's tapped into that he there's no end to where they can reach to they they've they've sweated and enjoyed it i always say back there's a there was a Talmud that came to us well, 25 years ago, 26 years ago, from the very first Talmudim, like second year maybe, he was by all objective standards, ability-wise, below below the median, really below the median. And he worked really hard. He got someplace and was one of the happiest boys I knew. And I didn't have much cash with him. It wasn't such big as he was. I just didn't have He was always busy learning. I was scared to... I, why why would I want to disrupt somebody who's, who's sitting learning by some other? But one day I came over Friday night and I said, you know, um, I've, I, you know, Baruch Hashem, you're learning with Shemazah Smother, I really appreciate it. But in case you want to schmooze or whatever, I'm here, we can talk, whatever. He said, Rebbe, it's so hard for me to, 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 to understand the sugya. It takes me so many times to do it. But when I finally get it down, I'm so happy. I really don't need anything else. That's incredible. It, 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 you know, that's incredible. So, so, that people, and, and one of the problems, when there, when there is a dis, when, when there's a, a, a gap or, or what you, what you have earned in your business is way out of proportion of what you put in. You don't enjoy that money anymore. I mean, you, you enjoy things, but it, it, when a person works and he feels that the money is compensation for the work, when a person makes, gets a windfall, you lose it. And, and that's why people who win lottery tickets are often the most unhappy people in the world. Yeah, there's the five minutes when they're jumping up and down. And then, then there's the long slide into drugs and, and, and self-destruction. The Yigir Kapechel is a fundamental of the Bria. And being able, to, and, and, and it should be different. Every, every student, it's not whether you got a hundred or not. It's how much work did you put in and the results you got. And for each one, it, ideally, obviously in a classroom setting, it's very difficult. There are grades and so on. But that each one should feel um, rewarded for the effort they put in and the work they put in, I think is a very critical piece. Those are two things in, that come to mind that I think are yesodos that are missing. Um, the second one expresses self in honesty. Would I want to get something dishonest if I know down deep that I don't deserve it? It's not mine. Um, why would, why would I want it? It, it's something that is, uh, um, I had uh, just share a memory. I have a cousin, Rev Gans. He used to be the Mashkir Shalobim. Some of you might know him. I see Reveza Shapiro's online here somewhere. And Gans is a cousin of mine. He and he's a very uh Ish of doesn't my scammer. And he had a son, Israel, Zakhina Vracha. Israel was born, I believe it was cerebral palsy. And um I remember you know, growing up with uh he, he would always be limping. He had a he limped on a foot. And he was, he never, never allowed himself to be excused. He always pushed hard. I think, I don't know if he actually joined the army or pushed to do something. I, I don't, I wasn't so close as we'd meet occasionally, 
but unfortunately crossing um uh, a highway in on the, the coast somewhere going back to Yeshiva, he was killed at the age of nineteen. And I was there at the Levayev, saying one of his rebbeim in Merkazarav was masked him. And he said that he once gave a test and Yisrael, um, and it was like, he, he left a question blank. So he asked him, so he told, he asked him, why do you think? I don't know it. I don't know the answer. So he said, you know, it's a three-part question. I'm sure you can get one or two parts right. You get some credit, whatever it is. Cecil told him, Rabbi, if I don't know it, I don't know it. And he looked hafif. You know, if if I don't know it, then then what do I have from it that I got a, a, a third of a point or a point or whatever it is? That type of honesty, that that's the greatest feeling in the world is where you know that whatever you have is really you and yours. That's that's really what we should aim for in Chinuch. It affects everything. Why would I want to take money? It's not mine. I never have it. It's in my bank account, but but it sits there, and I know that you know not my money. It's not you know. There's no yigir kaperis ha'rashach of It's a, it's a it's a it's such a fundamental value, and in the world today, Rakhachbal gave us a shefa, and we're drowning in a shefa because we don't know what's ours and what's not ours. I think this is a primary value. And those are my personal feelings. And again, I, I'm not, I, there's so many different worlds represented here that I can't, I can't possibly put myself in people's shoes, but I'm coming from my place and where the things I've seen and the people I interact with. I, I wouldn't you feel comfortable asking, uh, if anyone has a follow up, I'm just going to the next, uh, question. This is a completely, uh, drastic change in, in, uh, type of question. Uh, the next question is, what is the best way? to address LGBTQ issues with our students? Should we address these issues in group or individual setting? Should we be proactive and address these issues before they come up or respond to them when they come up? If Rashiva can please address different types of institutions, middle school, high school, and yeshiva slash seminary. Wow. <laughs> it, 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 is, it is definitely the challenge that's coming up. It, it's here. It's 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 just and it, I I would like to um, again be very it's 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 a topic that deserves a to be addressed by professionals. It deserves a lot more than a question and answer because we really are um, going to be faced with it. I I would say the I would make a few points and again this is coming from. My personal experiences, it's, it's, it, it may be extraordinarily representative of the Klal, maybe just, uh, sui genre and, and, and just being part of my particular niche. Let's share a few things. A, I am a big believer in, um, in being proactive instead of reactive. I always tell people one thing COVID taught us is that, um, immunization is a lot better than isolation. Quantity the sheet is that vaccine works. The 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 um the we um, um pretending that it's not there and putting salve on it after effect is is usually worse way to go about it. And therefore I am a believer. The area that I think two areas I think we can we can stress the most. One most many people 
slide into it for other reasons. And you can debate the percentages, but there, there are, I'd like to give two scenarios that, that girls tend to be emotionally fragile, vulnerable, however you want to call it. If she is struggling in the society that she's part of, it's self-image, whatever it is, she doesn't feel she's wanted, attractive, noticed, etc. Then an escape mechanism is, um, A, I'm really miscast. B, women are much nicer and more sensitive and boys are rough and nasty. And therefore, what started as an emotional need becomes translated into something else. By boys, what happens is they have very strong drives and hormones, especially if you're in an all-male environment. The closest thing you notice is male. And because you feel attracted, you paint yourself into a corner and say, I'm this, I'm that. The other thing, he experimented, he tried, this and that. Understanding yourself and understanding that, listen, um, your pain is real, your difficulties are real, your tibas are real, but they're not, the solutions are not the solutions you think of. And just because you happen to be attracted to X or to Y or to Z, that's not, you're not painted into a box. And many people, you know, if you get it at an early enough stage, then, and a person realizes it, then fine. If a boy realizes he has a taiva and the taiva just expresses itself in what's closest at home, eh, or or then then it's it's very different than once he's he's fixed in a relationship and he's already f- very into it. And same thing true with a girl. With the way the way girls go about it, I've heard this again. I've heard this from people who deal with it. Very so talking about it, understanding your emotions and your drives in a very thoughtful way is very important. I do not believe, in terms of setting, a classroom setting, a big, a big group setting tends to be, um, tends to be, uh, become, a, a, you know, kind of a chokot lula. It's not, it's not, it be, you lose control of it. One-on-one tends to be sort of a therapist. Smaller groups, like what we would call a vad in Musa, I think would be appropriate. And to think each group, Kedusha, all these things to think through how we present it, be realistic about what the challenges are, and, and understand what the right thing is. So that's one area that I feel could be done a lot better. Two, um, the the um, the understanding that just because a person is attracted to something doesn't make you evil, bad, except for instance. Anacious Ish, by all counts, is a normal taiva. And yet, by all counts, it's a terrible avera. So when somebody has a, a taiva for Anacious Ish, I don't have to say, oh, you're such a terrible pervert. How could you even have such a taiva? It must be that you're there. I say, no, struggle with it. A person is attracted to a non-Jewish woman. It, it means nothing. She's very nice. And and she's a fine person. Understanding that the Torah tells what's right and wrong, even when it's difficult. When we try to go to tack, I'm very because we've adopted some of the coarser 
uh, rougher American kind of, he's a pervert, he's a craze, he's a this, he's a that. It's not true. It's not true. We shouldn't smear, we shouldn't slander. There are mitzvahs and averis. The Ramam says Arias is, is something that's, a, that, that's generally a chok. So it's something we should say. You're right, you're attracted, and there's nothing wrong with it, but the Torah asks, the Torah asks Balachayim. The Torah is not addressing crazy people. The Torah is addressing normal people. And, and it's not a question of being normal and not normal. It's a question of what's the right thing. So if a person has a tremendous crush on a non-Jewish person, we tell them we understand your crush and the person is a nice person. The Torah said no, and there's no way around it. And the right thing to do is HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave it to us in Isaiah. And to be able to take away the, all the baggage that we inherited from the Gaijah world, which is counterproductive and wrong, and give it to Yiddish. Yes, there's nothing wrong with a person being attracted to X, Y, Z. What's wrong is that the Torah said you can't. And, and, and that's, and we, we know it's the right thing because of Kashbar who said this is the right thing. That's the right thing. And so on. I mean, those are two things. And again, the field is, it's, it's going to need to me, in my mind, it's going to be a big challenge. And, it's it's you know it's it's already the 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 wave is pounding on the door and, and the question is when the cracks begin to appear and dealing with it so the two areas i think is being able to give them thoughtful understandings of their selves in these areas and that could be helpful and the understanding that there's nothing wrong with these urges what's wrong is that Torah said be a giver and overcome it there's a Lashon Chazal, a story in Lashon Chazal, a Chal says a person gets married and it's the height of his time and then she sees a drop of blood like a rose and he's perished from her. And Chazal say, is, is there a Gvur like that in the world? You know, this is, this is the point the person will looking for all his life and he's finally together and then there's, and then there's a, a drop of blood. Certainly not abnormal and yet the, the, the Chazal tell us that it, Chazal put it in the words of Shashim about what kind of gvura this is. Understand, we're proud that we're that we're gibor, and that's and that's something. Give over that that you can overcome your drives and do the right thing, and that makes you a, a hero. Is is a much healthier way than to go your crazy sicko. Uh, okay, the next question I guess is somewhat similar. Uh, is it appropriate to speak with high school students about veros that they are involved in? The most overt example is talking to high school Talmidim about their girlfriends. Is connecting with them in this way, even though they that, even though they know that we disagree with their actions, good chinuch? Uh, what do you mean? Even though we disagree with their actions, I'm not sure what you meant. I, I think the question is. Uh, I'm I'm actually one, not 100 sure. I think the question is twofold. One, talking to, talking to students explicitly about averus that are done, and and uh, referring to actual averus and and getting involved in the kishkas of averus. And number two is I think connecting. Let's say the the uh, a rebbe or a, or a teacher knows that the student won't necessarily listen to them on on you know drop your girlfriend or whatever it is, um, and kind of giving schmoozing with them about a relationship that they're in, but really not in the context of, 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 you know, dropper or whatever, meaning just kind of schmoozing, helping the student in a way that you're connecting, but it's about an Avera. 
I think never focusing on how bad the affair is, it's not helpful. Once somebody's in it, but you want to explain why it's so much wiser that getting involved with a particular girl at a certain age is in in a way that's past the pale of what's right. It doesn't lead to good. You want to encourage him to have appropriate relationships. You always want to speak. Telling a person that he's doing something terrible or bad or getting the nitty gritty of it, I don't think it's helpful. Um, it's helpful when you say big schmooze to people that are not there and you want to keep them away. So you, 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 you paint it how bad it is. But when somebody's involved, you want to explain why making the moves needed to do what's right is going to be so much better. And, and, and if a student doesn't feel that you're with them, then, then they'll reject anything you say. We don't have, in, in, in the old days, the, the community and the authority had tremendous power. If you were censored by them, that was it. You, you were, you were, you were out. It doesn't exist today. So what you want is you need them to feel that you're behind him and you think it would be so much better for them to do that. Because at this age, they're not old enough to have a relationship. All it can do is create issues, emotional issues, practical issues, and, and, and it's not good and so on. So I think taking that tack is a lot better than, than bearing down or getting to nitty gritty. That's what I think. Okay, there's a few more questions, but Rosh Shiva can say whenever uh, he um, want, feels like he wants to take a break. Uh, the uh, just next that was question. about a half hour ago, Rafi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so if Rosh Shiva should tell me when to stop asking. There's a, a few more on this list. So, um, again, a shliach. Again, everyone okay. else invited to yeah. So should I should I read one more? Or should we stop? Yeah, here? please, please. No, I, I I'll tell you the truth. I'm I'm. It, it's very helpful. It's a window for me into what's going on and what what's there. You know, I mean, like I said, I have, I have a particular window in my school and the people's schools I know and, and knowing and understanding it. So let, let's get a, a, a little bit more. Okay. So the question, the next question is switching gears again with the unfortunate rise of cancel culture and intolerability that society has, has towards others that are not in agreement with their views. How do we train Talmidim and Talmidos to be more accepting of their friends who may not agree with them? This can be seen even in the yard, in chavrusas, or in classroom discussions. We are not referring to people who have different views than our Torah Shkafa. We're just referring to people who have different views in general. Uh, to add to this question, how does one deal with students with poor behavior or chutzpah when those particular students' parents are friends of the Machanchim and the Chantos? Like I said, it's two separate areas. It's really two different. It's really two, two different. Yes, both Yeah. So, but I think the first one, I think, again, depending on the flexibility on the environment, imagine if you if you were to arrange, let's say, there's a camp setting, which is always this always helpful because you can you can go out of have two people debate something where there's no clear Torah. In other words. You're not going to debate whether Avodah is right or wrong. You don't want to, but debate something else, and and instruct. You know, it's pushed a point. Like it says in the Gemara that the reason why we paskin 
like Hillel over Shammai is because they always mock them divrei Shammai. That unless you consider the other person's points well, then your answer is not really right because you haven't considered the other side. I think something to stress when, you know, when Bachram are arguing and learning, say, you know what? If for your side to be Emmis, you need to drop yourself a minute and think of the other one and try to, and try to see, could it be Emmis? You need to not get heated up over it. There's something, I think it's something where you can be Madrich Bachram that when it comes to things that are understandings, try to understand first and leave passion for last. It's one of the things there was, a, there was by a Western community many years ago, I don't remember what it was. There was somebody whose views on Israel was that Israel should sign a peace agreement with the Palestinians, give back part of the land, or something or other. I don't remember exactly all the details. And this other person was very right-wing, and, uh, you know, in uh, Afshal, and he stopped speaking to the first person. Stopped speaking to him. And so I, I wasn't there around, but I asked the person, I said, if the first person would be somebody who says he would like Israel destroyed, Chas Shalom, and, he, you know, he's saying it out of malice, then I get it. You're The first person really, really thinks this is the way to go forward. You think not. So you can disagree and argue, but but why it become personal? Besides the which, neither of them are prime minister, and no one asked them. No one's going to ask them what to, what to do anyway. But but the point is, learn how to think the other person's side. And I once I, I once saw something very fascinating. I was many years ago. Oh gosh, this must be thirty five years ago. One of my children was sick, had some condition, and he was in an orthopedic hospital in Yerushalayim called Alin. And uh, so they had, like, they, they they had weights on the foot, I don't know, whatever it was. So there was a big room with a central TV, and I was sitting with him, and there were two, there were two shows, one after the other, about a similar type of situation. One was American, one was Israeli. So one, both of them was about somebody with a doctor questioning his decision. I, it was a long time. I don't remember any details, but I just remember the scene. So in the American version, the person that the patient raises his concern, and the doctor looks very thoughtful, and he says, you know, that's a very good point. I'm glad you brought it up. It's something we really need to consider before we go ahead. But I think that if you'll if you'll think it through with me together, and taking into account what you said and taking account why uh, uh, doing this or that, I think we, we you would agree with me that probably it's a better decision, but very good. That was American version. An hour later, Israeli film. The guy says, and the doctor tells him, Tishma, ani rofe ata klum. Ata loyde shum davar, tishtok. It was a translation from English to Hebrew. You know, the, 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 the same scene. The American also thought of the same thing. It, it wasn't, I don't think there was a, <laughs> but the, I was once sitting next to a plane arguing with like a young Israeli yuppie, Chiloni, and he asked me about the demonstrations on Barilan for Shabbos. That time was Shabbos. This was before the Rakevet Kalah demonstration. And I told him, I said, I, I struggle because I said, I obviously, I'm against Chol Shabbos, but
But the question is, what's my responsibility for other people and this and that? And so he said to me, he told me, you know, it's not, it's not part of, in America, it's, it's a very good form in a debate to say, I hear the point, I would agree with A, but it doesn't apply, something like that. It doesn't, it's a different culture. And I, I think it's part of our chinuch that people should appreciate. And it's harder because teenagers especially like things black and white. They don't like, I, I remember myself when I would hear somebody speak when I was a teenager, extreme. I'm talking about extreme from. I was very turned on by it. When somebody said something that was thoughtful and this and that, I thought he's a compromiser or whatever it is. I, I'm horrified sometimes at some of the things that, that, that I bought into. It, uh, good, but, but I think teaching, teaching this point itself, the, the Gemara of Shammai, that the emiss is only when you've cons- really considered the other side and still came out with this, that, that you have emiss over there. So it's, it is, I think it's a good point as part of the you need to make. Again, okay, and the second part of that question, if, if the, Perfect. It's a much more. The second one is a very complex issue because it, it stretches a lot more. It, when when you when a person plays two roles, when I'm friend and teacher, it's a very difficult, and and it's a problem. It's a problem. Let's say let's give an example of somebody's a benefactor to the school. This person, and yet they want like, how do you balance? Not making the 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 school and chochot lola, and and unfortunately, I've seen it. You know, I've been it's been more life in in, in yeshivas. Somebody once said, I read this in a, in a prominent journal that extremely wealthy people get much worse medical care than not extremely wealthy people. The reason being that since the doctor is so reluctant to lose this patient. He'll, t- he'll tell the patient what the patient wants to hear rather than what's good for them. So if, if telling the patient you got to lose 50 pounds, he's going to lose the patient. So he tells him, no, I think you're quite fit. That's whether, whether conscious or not conscious, that's a In Chinuch, it's the same thing. I, I've seen over time and again, you know, boys who because of either financial reasons or other reasons get special treatment lose. At the end of the day, there's a reason why the school would give a consequence. There's a reason why the school would reprimand. I, I, you know, I don't know. It's a, it's a tough one. And it's something, if the person, somebody is on your wavelength before the school, yes, as you can tell, listen, I, I, it's, it's, a, it's going to, you know, I see I have your child in my class. Um, I, I, I won't tell you, I, I'm afraid there's going to be some serious, um, you know, it, it's some sort of uh, contradiction between what I need to do as a that how do you want to go about it? If it's somebody who's thoughtful and, and can handle it, it may not be the best thing. It's 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 a it's a real issue. It stretches way across it's not only being chutz, but it's everything. And maybe we'll make this the last one. I feel bad for the Shiva's time. Should uh should that, is that it? Should I ask one more question? What is the Shiva? Okay, one more question is fine. Okay, so uh, I guess the last question that we have is what is the best approach to help students struggling with their amuna and bitachon? I would say the right way to present Emunah and Bitochen is it's a complex relationship. And, and, and I think it, it's been unfortunately reduced 
to if I can answer your questions, if I can prove it, and not. It's a lot closer. For instance, a, 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 a person is, dates, is dating a man or a woman, and, you know, the question is regarding a shidduch, is it a good shidduch or not? The answer doesn't come in any from any one side. It's not um, a seichaldik evaluation. It's not like which which stock should I invest in. It's not just do I like the person's company. It's not just what people are telling me. It's a combination of things because it's a relationship. And it's, it has many different parts. There's, there's the element of the personal chemistry. There's the element of the person's personality and my personality. There's the element of direction, the person's going direction I'm going on. There's the element of having gone out and see how that went. There are a lot of factors that play into it. Emuna is, is a world that's built with many pieces. And some pieces may forever be missing. But it's just like in a person's marriage. You know, the marriage is determined not, there's no such thing as 100% perfect. It's meaningless. It means, good and healthy means that the vast majority of pieces are in place so that even the pieces that are not in place are, are not relevant. Um, the relationship with Baruch, it's a complex world. A person goes through a lot. And, and some pieces might be baffling. Some pieces might be difficult. But there's a big picture. I once, I have a, my first cousin is a physicist. And there's one sitting with my brother and myself, and was explaining some theory at that time that was seemed to be the dominant theory. And he and he and he also said um some of the challenges to the theory, three or four challenges. And my brother asked him, So why don't they discard the theory? And he said, It works ten thousand times. So even three very difficult situations don't call for dismantling of the theory. It, it, it's it's something, it's a big relationship. It's meaning in life. It's looking at the Bria. It's looking at Hashkacha. It's feeling deep inside. It's it's connecting through mitzvahs, through tefillah, the source of chesed in the world. There's just so many different pieces to that relationship. And therefore, when you, when you, when you make it an either or, I will answer every question. A, that sets you up for failure. And B, the implications, if I didn't answer the questions, then you're out. Not true. And, and, and if you could say there are many ways to build a Muna. For some people, it's, it's through the connection of mitzvahs, the good feeling you have in chesed, and you understand that chesed is, is not natural in the world. The world is zero sum total. Every, every balchai is at every expense. The chesed we feel is because HaKadosh Baruch was chesed, and he, and he, and he, and he inspired us with chesed. The, the idea of understanding that has to be meaning in life. That, that, that every person has value. And that's, the, the, it, it, from the point of view of evolution, every person has value, every person has an accident. He may or may not have a, a, a value, but it, it's, it's not mucha. We, we do believe it. Finding the things that, um, resonate most strongly and telling, build it with the pieces that, that you feel strong about. And Bez Hashem, in time, many of the pieces will fill in. And even if not, it'll be irrelevant. I think that's a way to go with Amuna. Instead of having this, it's not, it's not pure intellect. It's not proof. I hate the word proof. Anyone who, I tell people, math is the only discipline you can prove. Some hard sciences like chemistry, yes, I can prove this burns or doesn't burn. Everything else starts becoming 
even biology, because it's so complex, it's never hundred percent. And psychology, it's 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 more a sort of what will usually happen. And and philosophy is never, you know, the, there's never been anything that withstood time. Everyone, every for every proof, there's been a counterproof. And every counterproof, there's been a, a counter counterproof. It's that's the world. And and uh, I think understanding it that way is 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 helpful. Yeah, we want to thank Roshiva for his time and for his guidance. It's tremendous. Okay, it's it's been a, it's been amazing. And really, the 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 um, the, you know. When people make movements to 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 fix problems in Kalal the best way to fix problems is to build a foundation that never lets the problem start in the first place, or makes the problem surface instead of down deep. And it's challenging, uh, you know. It's it, there's so much challenging today, um, and the the people who are in it are really the the, the front lines of Kalal Nashrechem. Ashrenu, I'm part of it, and um, it's been wonderful. And I, I've, like I said, I've known Rebbe Fall for many years, and I've seen uh, the, some of the amazing work that he's done with Bachrim and and the, the positive at, attitude and how it brings out so much. And Bez Hashem, everyone should continue a lot of Hashem. Amen.